Welcome to Devotions for Worship on this Friday, July 10th. I'm Pastor Eric Tritton. Thank you for being with me today. We begin by remembering our baptism because, well, as it says in 1 Peter 3, baptism saves you. Uh, and, uh, and so we want to remember that salvation that God delivers to us in our baptism. So we make the sign of the cross and say, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. On Fridays, uh, I like to go back to remembering the Ten Commandments as our confession of faith. So if you would join me, you shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Our scripture reading today is Psalm 11. Psalm 11 to the choir master of David. In the Lord I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, flee like a bird to your mountain? For behold, the wicked bend the bow. They have fitted their arrow to the string to shoot in the dark at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes see. His eyelids test the children of man. The Lord tests the righteous. But his soul hates the wicked and the one who loves violence. Let him rain coal on the wicked. Fire and sulfur and a scorching wind shall be the portion of their cup. The Lord is righteous. He loves righteous deeds. The upright shall behold his face. Sometimes we're overwhelmed by the feeling of hopelessness in this life. That's where David's counselor was when he said, If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? He's poetically throwing up his hands in defeat. He's saying, There's nothing solid. Everything is up in the air, and everything is uncertain. Perhaps you've been there. What are the foundations that, that we rely on so heavily? Luther identified three foundational structures in this world. They are the state, the church, and the family. Perhaps we might look at these things today and think that these are all in chaos right now. And if they are, what can we do about it? Maybe the best thing to do is just to withdraw from the world. Like the medieval monks, we could hide from the breakdown of society its injustices and corruption behind our privacy fences and closed garage doors. Just make faith a private matter, just between you and God. But the psalm responds to this hopeless lament with this statement. The Lord is in his holy temple. That statement is a confession of faith. It's a defiant claim that though we feel that all of our security and stability is rocked and uncertain in this world, God is faithful. He is not dismayed. Indeed, he will use these events for his own purpose, 
testing the righteous and punishing the wicked. The Lord is in his holy temple. And today, that temple is his people, the church. He is with us in the midst of the decay of society, when we feel undermined and unstable. He has promised he will never leave us or forsake us, so that we can face this life in confidence that no matter what happens, the end for us is secure. In fact, we have greater confidence than David did, because Christ had not yet risen from the dead when he wrote this psalm. We know that this world might kill and destroy us in a wide variety of ways. The foundations might be shaking all around us. But we live even if we die. And one day, we will rise to God's glory. As we pray today, we'll pray the sixth petition of the Lord's Prayer, which says, And lead us not into temptation. And after that, we'll take some time to pray for the sick and and those who are in need of our intercession. The sixth petition. Father in heaven, you tempt no one. Please guard and keep us so that the devil, the world, and our own sinful nature may not deceive us or mislead us or lead us into some kind of false belief or despair or other great shame or vice. Although we are attacked by these things, we pray that we may finally overcome them and win the victory through Jesus, our Savior and Lord. Father in heaven, we lift before you all those who are in need of your healing hand. You are the great physician of soul and body. And so we ask, Lord, that you would meet people in the midst of their time of illness. And we ask, Lord, that you would meet them as their healer. Even as we pray that, however, we recognize that sometimes the healing that you bring is to take them out of, take us out of this world to live with you in glory. And so while we do ask for healing for our loved ones, for those who are sick and injured, we pray also that you would strengthen the faith of the dying and that you would hold them close to you and that you would bring them safely out of this world into your everlasting arms. And as we pray for the, the dying, we pray for those who grieve. And we know, Lord, that, that you cherish our tears and that you care deeply about our sorrows. And we ask, Lord, that you would comfort the grieving and that you would give them hope in Jesus' resurrection. Father in heaven, we ask that you would be with the lonely and that you would be their company, their solace, their comfort. We ask, Lord, that you would be with those who are bullied and those who experience injustice. We ask, Lord, that you would be their rock, that you would be their salvation. And in all of these things, Lord, we ask that we, your people, would be your presence to those around us, that we would be messengers of hope. And we ask, Lord, that our lives would always point people to the comfort and hope we find in Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority 
before all time and now and forever. Amen. Thank you so much for being with me today. Uh, um, on Monday, uh, I'm starting a, a new devotional journey. I'm going to continue working through the Psalms, but I'm also going to start working through the Gospel of Matthew. And, uh, and this is a little bit more of a meditative type of a, of a practice, of, of a devotional practice. And I I'd invite you to join me in this. I've put together a schedule of readings from the Gospel of Matthew where we can just really slowly look at Jesus' life. And the idea is to open with prayer, to copy by hand a section of the Gospel of Matthew and to really look at, at what, what the Gospel says there and then to, uh, to close with prayer and just to really focus in on who Jesus is. And so I, I hope that you'll join me for that. If you want some more information about that, you, know, you can contact me. Uh, I would be glad to answer any questions that you have. You can do that through the social media um, or, or contact me at the church here at Gloria Day. Uh, otherwise, um, all you really need is a, is a pen, pencil, Bible, and a notebook. And, uh, and I hope that you'll join me and that that'll be a blessing to you. God's blessings on your day. I hope it is filled with God's peace.